With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. things in common. Not the only thing we share is the refrigerator. Ice cold, baby, I told you, I'm ice cold. Ice cold? You out here flying high? <laughs> Go ahead and fly that thing. High. High. But fly alone. You always smoke in the Co-host Sunny. I am so glad to be back. I missed you all. 
Girl, let me tell you, that was rough. If I'm feeling 110% better this week. I mean, you look better, you know. If y'all don't know, Thank we also you. have a Zoom call going on so I can see her lovely face. So what's the weather like there in North Carolina? Uh, it's hot and hotter. It is a beautiful day outside. I think I might head out when the sun goes down, though. Yeah, I'm definitely not trying to get any vitamin D today. I'm definitely going to be inside because it's hot here in Houston. It is not just hot. It is humid. And humid hot is way different than y'all North Carolina hot, believe me. (laughs) Oh, trust. I remember Texas heat is completely different. Yes, it it has nothing on this South Texas heat has nothing on the rest of Texas. It is definitely hot. So see, so this week, sippers, you guys know how we do things here. Y'all know we are all about the tea. Our tea reduces stress, it provides nourishment, and it helps soothe your mind, your body, and we all need some soothing of the spirit. Corona is kicking our butt. Will you agree? Indeed, it is Like, <laughs> And I have to attest to that this week because I have come in contact with somebody that has a confirmed case of COVID. So we have definitely been paying closer attention to our um, the vitamin C that we take in and making sure that we're taking our vitamins and trying to stay as healthy as we can be so we don't end up in a worse situation. So, you know, we definitely will put your family and you in our prayers. We are glad to have you back. As lovely as our guest host, yours truly was last week, it's just not the same without you, girl. Just not the same. Well, thank you. We certainly appreciate it. Well, let's go into the tea of the week. So, what is our tea of the week this week, Sunny? This week's tea is blackberry tea, and traditionally, blackberry leaf tea is used for sore throat, sore gums, or mouth ulcers. They are high in vitamin C and hydrostable tannins and flavonoids. The astringent qualities help to tonify mucosa for this reason. It's also said to be useful in gastrointestinal inflammation and diarrhea. Like, this tea has definitely come in handy this week as far as helping get vitamin C in me along with some oranges. I did have a sore throat for for a minute, and like I said, I feel 110% better. We are definitely have, have to going to go back and revisit that whole conversation with our uh, designated Tea with Mo. Rona Coach Ivy May on the wind down next week. So I hope you are prepared because you know she is going to give you. I'm really all not because I already know Ivy's going to go in. <laughs> she's going but to. But we love I, Ivy. I know she's we love right Ivy right now, and she is probably going to text us and be like, "Girl, that's the reason you guys want to tune in next week because she she going to read yes, you. Honey. I'm just letting you know right now. But we love Ivy. So we value this, her opinion. We value her opinion so much. That's why she's our designated Rona coach. That's why this education on the on Rona is so important. But let's get straight into it this week. 
So do, who do we have featuring this week on the show? This week we have AJ and Isaiah, and we're discussing the topic of what it means to be black and gay in today's community. Well, luckily, you guys don't know, but I have in studio, in person, social distancing happening with me, AJ and Isaiah. And Isaiah I'm so sorry, Lord. I really got to stop this crowding over right now. That's not, should not do that during the show. But we will continue to go on. So we want to welcome you guys straight to the tea with Mo. It would not be our show. Thank you both so much for joining us. How are y'all doing this afternoon? We're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Oh, happy to be here. Well, guys, so this week our topic is black and pride. Most people said, is it pride? I'm like, yes, it is pride. So we want to thank you guys so much for being here. We really appreciate you coming on the platform and coming in with our sippers and diving into this topic this week. So can you guys tell us a little, give us a little bit about yourselves? We like to tea, so, you know, make it happen. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is AJ speaking on the mic. Um, I don't know. I'm really just like a really chill, chill, uh, just a chill type of guy. Um, uh, really just outgoing for the most part. Um, I don't, I don't know too much to say. I really laid back. I'm just, I'm really laid back. That's good That's enough. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Being laid back is good enough. How about you, Isaiah? All right. Well, my name is Isaiah, and I'm 28. I'm a Virgo. Um. I'm like a potted number. I just give you some of everything, you know, crazy, sexy, cool, emotional, very blunt, um, very supportive. I just, I just got a lot going on again. Hey, <laughs> Virgo takeover, because Sunny and I both are Virgos as well. Our season is coming. Our season is coming. Just, just hold tight. We got to let these oh, cancers, no. we got to let these cancers do, yeah, you know, just a little bit. We, we'll let y'all cancers get a little bit of shine, but we know who the true stars of the world are, which would be the right. Libras. <laughs> Libras. Libras. Libras wish. Virgo takeover today. Virgo takeover. <laughs> so, guys, let's get straight into it. We want to talk to you guys. We really want to get into the conversation. So, our first question would be, at what age did you discover your sexuality? Um, I would say maybe 15, 16, that's, that's where I was at. It was more so of a mind thing for me. I didn't really fully know until I got um, to my first boyfriend, and then that's when I was just like, okay, cool, yeah, this is something that um, I'm not actually just feeling, but something that I'm a life-changing thing for me because it does affect my everyday lifestyle. Uh, so, yeah, I have to say about oh, 15, 16 years old. And Isaiah, you? Um, I want to say around 15 or 16, too. Um, I didn't fully come out to the age of, I was in the 11th grade, so maybe like 17. Um, for a while, I just kind of played off, wasn't in denial about it because I didn't want to. Um, 
I didn't want to have anything to do with it, to be honest, because I know it comes with a lot of um, judgment and rejection. But around close 18, I just didn't care no more. And so I just came out the closet, oh, doctor. <laughs> so growing up as a kid, did you feel scared? Were you Definitely. trying to maybe, I don't want to say suppress, but was that something that went in your mind? I would, well, I won't say it. Always, but for me, it, it did, uh, especially growing up in the household that I did, showing a type of expression wasn't really there for us with that type of love you would want to receive back. So it was more so of a suppression for mine. Uh, definitely held it in for as long as I could. And then when it was time, it was just like, a, okay, cool, it's out there. I can either just like continue shutting down or I can just express and be who I am. So, yeah. I was trying to do everything. I didn't like it. Whatever you can do to hide something, I was trying to to to, to hide it because at one point before I even knew what it was, I was already getting called names about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even know what this means now. So if I'm getting it right now, let me just try to keep on just on up in here and not say nothing. Um, so you kind of program yourself like a robot to move a certain kind of way, walk a certain kind of way, so nobody, you know, won't try to. So you can't give them a reason to say anything. So I, I definitely try to hide it a lot. So what was it like for you and feeling all those emotions and feeling that feeling that way and knowing something's different about you once you did kind of accept it and realize what it was? What was it like to let your parents and your family know? Um, it was... It was a lot uh I think at that time for me it was a lot to, to deal with to conceive um in my mind because I just I didn't understand it and I was thinking like if this this so bad to people I'm gonna be judged by the thing. I don't really even wanna understand it to be honest with you. But um it was a lot to deal with. I had to carry a lot. I was young, I was in school, you know, that's just not something that people were interested in or you're immediately going to be a target for people. As far as me coming out to my family, um, it was pretty easy. You know, we were talked about it. I, I had support, so I was um, good on that end. The only end that I wasn't good on was the end, like, end within myself because I was still having a hard time dealing with it. But family-wise, I pretty much had the support. And then sometimes black people form of support is just not talking about it at all and just let you know that they love you. So that was pretty much how it went with me. Um, for mine, it was a little bit different. Uh, like I said, showing a type of expression or how you feel of becoming who you are in my household, it was, when I came out, it was shunned immediately. Like it wasn't up for discussion. It just wasn't something that we talked about. Even still to this day, it's still not talked about. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty rough for mine. So having the feeling of walking into your own household and not receiving the love from uh, your mother, because my mother was the one that raised me, it was it was a little unbearable sometimes, because, you know, you always want your mother type of love. But it was just one of those connections uh, when I came out that I knew I never was just going to, I wasn't going to have from her. So it, it was, it's okay. So were there other people in your life, like teachers or coaches or 
cousins that actually that you found that comfort from since you didn't receive that from your mother? Definitely. Uh, I had my tennis coach, uh, Coach Thibodeau. She was one of the like people that actually helped me vent to her. Uh, she created like this safe space in my computer technology class that she taught. And I never forget it because it was more so of how I continued to find my voice on there. Like I said, expression wasn't one of the things, and she helped me find that um, that bravery, that expression for me. Um, and then my best pal, Stanton, of course, he was one of the people there for me as well, loving and caring. Uh, so he definitely came to and helped out. And what about you, Isaiah? Who was that, that person for you outside of your your parents or family, if one? Um, at that time, I was in a program in high school called No More Victims, and it just ranged from helping with different kids who had um, issues with parents being locked up and just depression or whatever. So I had the program and the members to um, really help me out and kind of be uh, a backbone for me, but I couldn't stand up for myself, so I'm definitely thankful for that program. So do you feel that it's important to have programs like No Victims um, at, was that in high school? Mm-hmm. Do you think that it would be beneficial to have those types of programs in elementary schools, in middle schools? I would say, I would say yes, because you always want to, no matter where you are, you always want to feel and walk comfortably. You know, some people don't feel comfortable walking down the street or walking, like I said, walking to your own home. Like, you would want to create that safe haven for those people who just feel like they they can't be safe around other people or they, you know, you want them to be covered. So going into school is really tough. It was really tough for me. So I, w- I would have want that classroom. Definitely want that classroom. I, I think it's very important. Um, you have kids growing up who struggle with their sexuality and they really can't talk to their family members about it because, of course, their family members are not um, interested in hearing that and are you just going through a phase or whatever. And, um, I really all it takes is one person to like really hear you out and like be there for you that can kind of change, you know, your way of thinking. So I think it's very important that we have those kind of programs accessible to the kids who feel like they need them, and not even just kids, adults too. I'm just plenty of adults struggling mm-hmm. their sexuality. So I think it could be any kind of program, schools, outside school that can help people, you know, grow. And I think you're right. I think that having those types of programs available to children at an early age, I think, would change the way that they view themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you both said, you had a difficult time coming to grips with who you are. Um, And I think if we had more programs, especially at the elementary school level, um, that would definitely, and middle school, um, that would definitely be impactful to our community. Um, I think the way that we respond to our children would be different uh, if we had more of those programs. So what advice would you give to your younger self? Now that you are gone through life, you've gone through the struggles and the challenges and the coming out, what would be the advice that you would give to yourself at a young age? You know, when I read that question when you sent it to me, it took me a while to, you know, try and gather my thoughts. And I came down to two things. I was like, I would tell myself to be brave because I felt like when I was younger, I, I hid so much 
I hid. I was very unpopular. I spoke with my hand over my mouth. Uh, so I would say be brave and use my voice. Because now that I'm older, I'm able to vocalize so much more on how I feel, the way I do things. This is how I became. So I would say be brave and use your voice. Um, I would definitely tell myself a younger self not to just really care about what people say and um just worry about how I feel. I think I spent a lot of time um just driving myself crazy about what everybody else is gonna think of me. Um, definitely to be more vocal, um and uh, just appreciate myself. Just appreciate everything about me, even if People don't understand me. It's okay that I can still love myself. Like, there's nothing wrong with me because I'm not you. I don't do the things you do. It's just self-love. Self-love definitely important. <laughs> so I feel like we've got three different final sips already, three different hashtags. Our first hashtag is going to be hashtag be safe. Second hashtag be brave. Third hashtag be you. <laughs> and our fourth hashtag shine on. Shine on. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and go into our first song. But before we go into our first song, I need some background on this because before the show started, I gave you guys and said, hey, pick out your music. (laughs) The first song you guys gave to me was Beyonce Formation. Please explain. Um, I I, I mentioned it because I my mind I was like, this is going to be on the show. We're going to get everybody information. Everybody's going to learn some new things. This is yeah, everybody together in order. It's going to be lit. So then, you know, just read on it and that's how that came. Sunny, they're giving us hashtag for days. Our hashtags <laughs> this week are going to be so long. Hashtag get information. Yeah. Isaiah, yeah. period. <laughs> get information. Yeah. Period. So, Anthony, why'd you let him pick this song? Um... I, I thought what he was saying, I thought it, it sat for that. So, and then it took us a good minute to figure out what music that yeah. we didn't share the same songs before. So, Beyonce was a common ground. <laughs> common ground. Hashtag <laughs> common ground. That's a good one for this topic. Just hashtag for days. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our sippers, we're going to go ahead and get into our first song selection. We'll be right back. <laughs> With that Illuminati mess Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress I'm so possessive so I rock his rock necklace My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama in my bag. Well, I Flex. I say, 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 I say,
on the radio station. You just might be a black Bill Gates in the making. Two things I heard. 
liquor and food. Those are the two things yeah. I heard. Am I right? I mean, I'm with y'all. And, food. and not healthy. So clearly, we need to make sure they tune in to our first fitness health show because gummy bears and oatmeal pies are definitely not healthy snacks. But hey, comfort food. Comfort They are. Food. They are on an island. Now, my and, and my sense would have been a fire starter, mm-hmm. a Swiss Army knife, and a and a uh, some kind of container to boil some water. They clearly, I watch Survivor shows. They do not. So I, I, what would have been your other thing? But you can well, mold those things. That's a man-woman thing you anyway. Can get like, we just think like that anyway. We, I, I guess so. Isaiah, you, you're not a Virgo. You're a Libra. Oh, <laughs> we're celebrating to see Libra because the Virgos had logic and... Our, he, he did not rep the burger. It's okay. He, he, has, you know, he, has, he has man logic, so you have to give him that. He has man logic because he's going to bring the alcohol. The alcohol is going to put him to sleep until somebody can find him and get him some real food. Thank so you. Kind of have Thank to you. Look at the burger. 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 Look at <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I just wanted to break up that. So let's get right back into our serious conversation and our serious topic. So what are some of the challenges that you have found that you face as being black and gay? Um, I think with um, being gay, I think it's um, a constant thing of people are always going to, especially if you're a gay black man, because you've been raised to um, be strong, be vocal, and, you know, being gay is just not a part of it. So I think the struggle I to this day constantly deal with is people thinking that maybe that they could try me or I'm not mad enough or I'm not going to stand up for myself. Um, it's, it's a lot to deal with, so I try to, you know, keep my head up about it. Um, for me, I don't – I think it's a, a inner battle for myself um, because, like I said, I'm really – like chill, calm, collective person. So I would want to feel comfortable being around people and not just any people. I, it could be, you know, the all-black community itself. You know, I would want to be comfortable around them, especially around straight people as, as such. I would want to be comfortable around them, not just as a gay person, but as a black gay person, because we do get judged within our own community as well. So I don't know, it's just something, one of those things that I struggle innerly with. So do you find now in today's culture, because we have, there's a, there's a fear of black men. There's a fear that we have, especially with our uh, lovely police department um, representing. So do you have a double fear? Is there a double fear that you feel that you're going to be judged on being black and being gay? Absolutely. Definitely. (laughs) Absolutely. So what do you do to combat that? Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> um, no, like seriously, you, you, I don't know. I would take that moment, like before that officer even approached me. If I see it in my direction, I would, Jesus, where you at, real fast, because you know, in today's society, you never know if this could be your last moment with all these cops going around, you know, killing black men. And I am a gay black man. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. 
you know, I don't know what this situation is about to bring. So that's what it comes to Jesus on. It's definitely something that um, just being black and just being gay in general, you have to go everywhere with a certain kind of confidence. Um, you always have to, like, kind of pep talk yourself, like, all right, you know, it's going to be all right because you just never, like you said, you never know what's going to happen. You never know if you're going to get attacked because of your skin color or attacked because you're, you're gay. So you definitely have to come somewhere with a, a certain kind of confidence just to be aware of your surroundings from my personal experience. You just kind of have to walk to everywhere like you're ready for everything. And that's kind of what I prepare my mind for. Like, not that I just feel like something's bad going to happen, but I always have to keep myself prepared. And ready for war. Because it just it comes with the territory, unfortunately. That is unfortunate. Uh, it's unfortunate to feel that way as a black man. And it's even un- more unfortunate, I feel, to feel that way being gay and black, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like about two, ne- you have two negatives on you that you have to go through life with, and that's a heavy burden that I don't think I'd be able to to handle. So we talked about, you mentioned racism within the gay community. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? <laughs> the gay community or like the black community? Anyway. Both. Both. Let's start with the gay community first. Um, For me, it's a little different. Like I said, I'm a real, you know, I can't just refer back to this. I think that's pretty cool. I'm a real chill person, so sometimes I don't know if you, if you're not my friend or if you don't know me personally, I always come off as out my bougie or like I'm stuck up, and that's how some of the gays, you know, perceive me as, you know, or they just don't like me in general because they think they feel as if I'm better of them because I will probably sit there and probably I won't say ignore them, but I would keep my speaking to them limited because I don't know you. I don't know they're they're a wild batch. Definitely a wild batch. So you never know what they what they're gonna bring to the table either. So uh as far as like the gay community, as far as the, the black one, it's it's just judgmental all around. You know, you're already black and you know you're supposed to be like this strong man for everybody, but in reality, you know, I'm also gay, so who's to say I don't have like feminine ways, you know? For a straight men, you know, it's not really something that you're supposed to be doing collectively or saying or acting in general. So it's just a double whammy, should I say, black and being black and gay. I think that in the community, we segregate ourselves in, in our own community. You know, um, it's a, a thing of um, being more masculine or the fans or the seniors or the, the, the past. It's so much segregation, and so we, as a community, do do that to each other. Um, I, I think it's sad because I feel like if we're in the same, if we're fighting the same fight, then we need to be there for each other. But um, it's it's pretty horrible. I don't honestly, I don't wouldn't even know how we could even come up out of it because it's it's been happening for years, and I don't know if it's going to be a hard to change. Well, really, the change has to start from within. That's how it's going to work. And I agree with you on that. Black, the gay community, every community. (laughs) Yeah, the change definitely does have to start from within. And in saying that, how could we, as a community, help the situation with, you know, our individuals that are black and gay in our community? How could we help them to not feel like 
they're a minority within a minority. Talk to them in any moment for like two minutes, five seconds. Talk to them uh, to see how they're doing today. That helps as well. Or if they don't want to talk like in deep, always, you know, reach out a loving, helping hand or even just a hug in general because you never might know what that person is going through. And it just spreads from there, you know, hey, I met this person, you know, and I feel like you can talk to them. I was able to talk to them. And then it just continues from there. I would say definitely not to look at us as if we're something to to fear. You know, we're human just like a straight person. Um, I think we get a lot of backlash because people don't understand um, the lifestyle, so they kind of come at us with fear and treat us differently. Um, but definitely, um, to take back what you said, definitely talk to them. Um, don't see us as something to, to fear. You know, we're all human. We just do two different things in the bedroom. Whether than we do the same thing. I go to work like you go to work. You know, I cook like you cook like you, like you eat. So don't see me as something you have to fear because you don't agree with what I'm doing. What somebody else does in their personal life shouldn't bother you in your life. And I think that's kind of crazy how you, me being gay could just really just stir people. I could just walk in the room, people just get up tight and like, oh, you know, like, why would I do? Why is it disturbing you? There's too much focus on me. Worry about yourself. If you don't like it, just yeah. move around. Do you feel that you experience more racism from black people versus the black community versus the white community? For me, I would say it's equal. It would be equal for me. Thing for me. Mm. Yeah, I, I have to say thing. I, I now, do you guys? I oh, go ahead. Oh, go go ahead. Continue. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, I don't know like many too much white people, so I don't really just get like judged from them a lot, or just like in general, or being like around them. Should I say? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't really like pay attention to. That. So would you say, in your opinion, um, as far as you know, do you think that maybe there's a double standard um, with the black community and being gay when it comes to male and female? Like they may be more accepting of females than they are of the males? Yes, 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 in, in, in 10 more yeses. Um, I don't, I've never, that's something I, I personally, I've never understood and it bothers me because you could have an issue with um, a gay man being around, but yet you would be hanging around a lesbian or at the stud and, and that's okay. And I'm like, but she's gay too. So what is the big difference? Just because I'm a man, she's a woman. But, and I've seen it like that, that people like straight guys will bash another you know, gay guys are talking about them or talk about you just being gay, period, but you playing basketball with a stud or, you you know, y'all talking about girls together. So I've never understood that. I don't even know why that's such a big thing, but it's, it's very irritating to me. So it's safe to yeah. say that there is a difference between someone who is a lesbian versus someone who is a gay, uh, a male gay. Mm-hmm. So... That is a huge, you feel that that's a huge issue within mm-hmm. our community. Because she could, the, the lesbian could be black too, and they would still get more love than what we're getting, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. She could be a, a, a gay black lesbian. 
or a lesbian. I said gay black. A, le- a gay, a black lesbian. There we go. Come on, people, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> a black lesbian versus a, a black gay male. Like you know, she would get more love than what we receive. If we, if we walk into the same place, they're gonna love you more than they love you. Why do you feel that 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 that, that is? It's just the way that it is. It's um, more so. I I think because um and I always go back to when you first start seeing gay people on TV they paint us to be one kind of way um very loud flamboyant every guy straight guy that walk by them you want them or whatever that was the only way that people were seeing us so and you know that just carried along through through people and I think that that's what a fear comes people thinking that we want every straight person, or we're going to be very flamboyant, or we're going to be gay, or we're trying to get after you. Not every straight person is attracted to me. I can really care less about them, you understand? That's that. Um, but I think that's kind of where it comes from, how we were painted to be seen one kind of way. I would say now it's getting better, but in the beginning, you would just be like, if they did cast a gay person, they were very flamboyant, very loud, extra, and up in your face. So you feel the media has played a huge role in the stereotype of what the perception of being gay is. Definitely. And Especially a black, being black and gay. To piggyback off of that as well, and just thinking about it, um, when the media comes and they present the lesbians, they're pursuing a, this is the male fantasy that he could have for the straight men. You know, they would want, you know, two female, female on female, even if they are lesbian, they would still get that love because that's what I guess the men, straight men, are attracted to. So it appeases their fantasy. Versus us, you know, they want to see way more. Want to see like a man versus man on top of like another man. So, definitely. So is it safe to say that we bridge that gap by conversation, by starting with having conversations with people that we do know are gay? And accepting them for who they are and not judging them based on their walk of life. Because that's really what racism is. So we scream and holler in today's time about how we are being, as a minority community, we are being racially suppressed. We are looking at 45 and his followers saying, hey, we're, we're not a certain kind of way just because we're black. Is it safe to have that same narrative with being gay? We're not just this kind of way just because we have the stereotype of being gay and the perception that you have of being gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a really good question. I wasn't expecting that one. Or a statement as well. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it's all about the mindset. And I would always say the power of understanding. Because you can tell somebody something to the blue in the face, but it's whether they be receptive of it or not. Because I can tell you, hey, I really like your shirt. And you can be like, okay, it's just a shirt. But, okay, well, why did you buy the shirt? Why did you buy the color of the shirt? No. It's more so of an understanding. Well, Sippers, we're going to go into our next song, which our next song, y'all already know I'm going to ask y'all. <laughs> so our this next is- song is Frank Ocean, No oh. So let's go a little bit. Let's light it a little bit, and let's tell us why you chose this song. Frank Ocean is a gay black man. A gay black man in today's society, living and being successful, and everybody loves him. But then you you have your some people who just don't. But he's making it, from what we can tell. Well, Isaiah, any reason you chose this 
song, or was this Anthony's song? Uh, no, pretty much. I, I, <laughs> I also brought it up as well, and I thought it would be, you know, like, for the reasons he said. And then he has, with his music, a certain kind of way of very soothing, calm, and relaxing, so it makes you, you know, things so I thought it would be a good, you know, little song to have. It's everybody's song. He's everybody artist, should I say. This is true. I really do love Frank Ocean. I love his versatility, and I love his cre- creativity. Um, although the last one kind of threw me for a loop with the Spanish, you know, that's okay. I, 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 I want to be bilingual as well. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I think that that was his best album. I think that this was one of his best body of work. It's, a, it's an album that you can listen to from front to end. And I don't have to be gay in order to appreciate his music. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get straight into Frank Ocean Novocaine. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Slippers. This is Miss Mo. I've got my co-host, Sunny, 
And we've got AJ and Isaiah in the building. We are so excited to have them talk about our topic today. Today we are talking about black and proud. We are talking about all things being gay in the black community and being a gay black man in the community. So, y'all know I like to throw in these random questions because it's fun. (laughs) So, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be and why? (laughs) I would say a bird. I would would love to be a bird. Only because, like, they have a really... Uh, you know, they say a bird's eye view. I would, I would love to travel and, you know, just to see that, that, that view of light. So, <laughs> I'm going to say a bird. If I was a bird. You know, <laughs> I would be, well. Oh, what? <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just playing. Did it's, it's, it's my, uh, uh, um, I don't know what I would be. I'm scared of birds, so I definitely can't be a bird. I wish you on that. I hate birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate them. Hey, I would be like a like a, a giraffe or something, so I can always see what's going on. Like, see, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you coming tomorrow. Thanks, giraffe. Have a bird. I do. I don't like birds. <laughs> birds are dirty and carry diseases. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's a good question. Um, I really don't know. A black widow spider. Ooh. Oh, wait, explain, please. That is, wow. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> the spider goes about its business, does what it needs to do. And then keeps moving. Build your web, get some food, lay some eggs, dispose of the remains, and keep going. You know what? In the spirit of life, as long as we have been friends since fifth grade, that fits you so well. That is such a spirit <laughs> animal. I know I'm not surprised by that anymore. Well, my animal would be a zebra. I'm obsessed with zebras. I don't know why. Lovely. I love zebras. They're black and white. They're the best of both worlds. You know, I they are underestimated, but they are super fast. They're quiet. They're laid back. Oh, I'm being told they're not quiet. Well, I'm not quiet either, so that's okay. You get the perception that zebras are quiet, but I'm not. Um, and who doesn't like stripes? I look good in black and white, so yeah, that's why I like zebras. King giraffe. Oh, giraffe. No, we're not. Thank God you're not a bird, though. You were meant to be a Libra with that answer. So let's get right back into our topic. And then for our sippers, we have a very special, special guest that's going to come in for us at the top of the hour. So let me also remind you guys that you can also dial in at 563-999-3028. This week, normally we would say press one to share your tea, but this week we are just going to keep it in studio. So, again, it's 563-999-3028. Also, shout out to our Internet subscribers there on Block Talk Radio slash the Tea with Mo. Make sure you guys hit follow. 
That way you can get all of the updates for us. So let's get right back into it. So there's a such thing as gay shaming. Would you agree? <laughs> Wouldn't you agree, AJ? Yes. Yes, there is. There is. So do either of you gay shame? Define shame. You <laughs> I, I won't shame. I will let I will. you define <laughs> what gay shaming is. Tell us, tell our sippers what gay shaming is. I will say I gay shame. I will say I gay judge. I do. I, I'm a little judgmental. I'd be like, why are they doing that? Or do they really? They do too much. Or they need to sit down somewhere. But I would never gay shame. I don't know. I feel like it's it's already hard enough for us out here as it is. I'm not going to walk around gay shaming somebody. Because I wouldn't want nobody gay shaming me. But I will judge you. I would be like, you? Mm-mm, you're doing too much. You need to sit down somewhere. No, you're not my cup of tea. Or I don't know. You're too rowdy. I, no. Is the tea, does the tea be a little too hot for the you? The tea be piping hot. You're not going to burn me. So I won't gay shame, but I will, I will gay touch. I will definitely gay touch. As they have us here. Well, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do sometimes. Because, um, like I said, you just, you just never know when you're about to walk into a room full of gay people. And most of the time, I don't even really want to be in the room clear people because you just, because I know how they do. As soon as you walk in, they're going to analyze you from hip they're going to think they know you, uh, what they heard about you. And sometimes you just, they're looking at what he's wearing. Unpredictable. I'm, I'm saying we're unpredictable because I could probably do something. I could probably do something get something started up too as well. But, I mean, I, I do uh, sometimes. But, you know, it's whatever you want to call me. Come back with my own. So... Let's talk about a time that you've been gay judge slash shame, depending on which one I'm talking to. I just had or one. something you've done. I just had one a couple of days ago, uh, actually. I was with an old friend of mine. We were catching up. And when he introduced me to everybody else, he introduced me not as what he know me now, but as when we were younger. So the guy is my ex. My very first boyfriend, that's who we're talking about. He introduced me to his friends, and then from there it was like, oh, why are you hanging around with him? Or like, you know, you're, you know, you think you're just too cute or like you're better than us because y'all used to talk to each other or date each other. So, yeah, I'm, they were just looking at me up and down at the table. Uh, the whole evening was just awkward for me because I could feel their, their eyes piercing me. Like Now, was that gay shaming or because you're his ex? The ex, because of the ex, or just like in general, like that, that all falls together. Like if they don't like you, they've made up their mind that they're not going, they're not going to like you from here. Out. So no matter what, if I have on the cute outfit, they're not going to like it, just because of who I am or who I am to him. So it's it's a whole thing. It is. Isaiah, you had a time. Oh, my whole life, child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I been getting it left and right probably since um, as early as I can think of as far as being gay shamed probably the second grade um, at Tidwell Elementary you know I, I can never forget it because that's just where it started at and, but you know I have issues hearing that when um, I'm at work and a customer can have their way and they get upset and you know they want to start shaming you for your sexuality and saying how oh, you want to burn in hell and your parents must be disappointing you um, I have, yeah, I've been getting it. I could write a whole little mini book and probably ship it out. 
Oh. You probably should write that book and then come back and feature it on the TV mode. Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Advertising at its finest. So, do you guys believe that there's a difference between sexuality and identity? That's a huge conversation, and I know that's a huge question and a loaded question. But that's a question that I think that as a community that we don't necessarily understand and we don't get, we don't ask enough questions, which is why we have you guys on today's platform because we don't talk about it. We don't, we do, like you said earlier, we sweep things under the rug. It is in minority communities, especially the black community, we are taught to, uh, we're just going to ignore him. We're going to just ignore that fact. But the thing is, is you can't ignore it because that's who you are as a person. So is there, do you believe that there is a difference between sexuality and identity? Um, when I thought about, when I read this question, I thought about it, because I didn't, I never really thought about that before. Um, I don't know, I feel like if your identity is who you are mm-hmm. as a person, and your sexuality should not coexist with your identity, if that makes sense. Any sense? No, we still in that? No, maybe I should wear it a little bit differently. <laughs> no? Just for you, it's different. I find you, it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody, you know, because maybe your sexuality can define you as a person as far as, like, you know, being a transgender person. Yes, I'm going from male to female, female to male, you know, and then I'm going to identify myself as this. If that makes sense? Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I just perceive it differently from everybody else, and everybody else has their own opinion. <laughs> for me it's um it's it's hand in hand for me um i know i'm black i identify as you know a gay black male um like i said i feel like it's hand in hand with me. i feel like i identify it's part of me because i'm proud of it so if i'm proud of it then i do identify with it so i i think it goes hand in hand for me i, don't, I can't speak for the whole um, gay community, but as for me, it's um, it goes hand in hand for me. Sunny, any thoughts? I think, um, like what AJ was saying, kind of why would it? I guess because even as heterosexuals, like our sexuality is not part of our identity, They're, theirs doesn't have necessarily be part of their identity. So, I mean, I get it, um, unless, like you said, you know, you're transgender and you're going from one gender or the other, and then that's when things change or maybe come into question a little bit more. I agree with everyone. I think identity is separate from sexuality. Identity is who you are as a person. So I identify as a Virgo because I am a Virgo. I identify as being um, someone who's outgoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I identify as a person who is also very laid back and I like to be at home. So that is an identity. Identity is something that you can grasp and say that you are physically what you physically are. I think that sexuality is different. Sexuality is preference. My preference is I like men. Mm-hmm. Your preference is you like men as well. So in that classification, it is preference. Sexuality is strictly preference. You have people who identify with liking all types of everyone. They like plants. They like trees. They like <laughs> dogs and cats and even all of those things. They identify with being what their particular preference is. You also have people who particularly, they 
about being bi. Shout out to Miss Turtle, who's going to come in and do another segment for us on the question, being bi question mark will be our title for that. So I think we all agree in saying that it's safe to say that sexuality is a preference. Identity is who you are. So that goes for our transgender brothers and sisters out there who identify as one thing. You identify as either male or female. Sexuality is your preference of being male or female or both. It's okay to want everything. I mean, not for me. I'm selfish. But, <laughs> hey, some people aren't and some people just like that. That's a whole other topic. Um, I'm, <laughs> right. That will take us about five hours to discuss that. And we will touch topic that. But there will never be a tea with most five hours. I just want y'all to know that. <laughs> I love you all, but I will never have five-hour discussions. Maybe. Maybe on take. Maybe. I'll have but so guys, we That would be a solo so team with Mo. You said who? I said that would probably be a solo team with Mo. <laughs> oh, oh yes. I will need none of you guys to talk about that. Uh, yes, I will not need you guys to talk about that. That will be a whole series. Probably would get me locked up for stalking, but that's okay. <laughs> so guys, um, I'm, so we're going to pause the conversation because I have a um, special treat for you guys. Um, this is in to homage of both of you. We have a special guest. Our spotlight poet of this week is Don. You guys can follow him at life of underscore Don. I believe I have that right. He's going to tell us in just one second. So everybody, welcome Don to the studio. Hello, Hello. Hello. Don. Hey, Hello. hey, hey. Don, thank me? you so much for coming in. It, again, it wouldn't be the tea with Mo if I didn't. <laughs> thank you for having so, me. It's a pleasure. How are you all doing? So, Don, thank you again for calling in and being our Spotlight Poet of the Week. We do have to congratulate you on a successful Back to school drive. I heard it was three thousand people, three thousand dollars. I'm sorry, three thousand dollars that you guys raised for the back to school drive yes. that you were a part of. That is amazing. That's I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so 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 blessed. We are so excited. Please let us know when the next one is so that we can definitely contribute. That is so amazing. Um, so sure. we do have to ask. This week, because it's the tea with Mo. What is your tea flavor of the week? My tea flavor of the week this week is a ginger tea. Um, you know, just for the throat and to boost the immune system. You got. You can always go with a nice ginger tea to make you feel better. You are so right. I love a good ginger tea. Do you use honey or sugar? Oh, honey, no sugar. Um, and sometimes people like to add a little bit of other things in there, depending on what, what, what you need, a hot toddy, you know. But, you know, I just like to do a regular little ginger tea with honey just for the throat. Well, we are all about the hot toddy here at the Judith Mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my tea. Yeah. So, Don, can you go ahead and explain to us um, a little bit? Can you give 
give us a little bit about yourself before you go into the piece? Of course. Uh, my name is Don. I'm born and raised in Bronx, New York City. I am a black queer poet out and proud, of course. Um, I've been doing poetry for five years, uh, and this community has been really taking care of me and showing me so much love and being very inclusive and understanding my story, and I'm just truly blessed to have met so, so, so many talented individuals. And I have the privilege of being able to enjoy COVID like a lot of our um, other people, especially African-American, Black, and um, people of color that have predominantly been targeted by COVID. So it's been a blessing for me, truly. And we are so thankful for you coming on the show today and and being a vessel and a platform, especially as a poet um, out here and being proud um, to come and speak to us and speak to, and spit to us and giving us the poetic truth because it's not a narrative that is heard. So we thank you here at the Tea with Mo and we are definitely grateful. So whenever you're ready, thank the you. mic is yours. Amazing. The idea of queer sex makes straight people uncomfortable because the idea of others conjoining their bodies in a moment of lust and love breaks the foundation that your spirituality lays on. As long as I don't see it, I don't care. We've had to watch unfamiliar sex demons from our own on TV screens and films to make our families comfortable. Hiding, or sex objects masking who we are, but you, granted so much more than the tablet place in my crotch would allow me to enjoy. You are favored, privileged, appreciated. You are allowed to show yourself blessed and your God totally sunlight blessing and skin giving you permission to exist. Well, let's fad, demons, abominations, those that choose to be queer, God's mistake to ruin and corrupt your friends and bury them in the burning Paris of soul outside of dark alleyways where prostitution is the only way queer people not to survive. Please and those are afraid to open that closet door. Your husband comes to us when he's looking for something new, and your wife comes to us when she's looking for a woman to properly lick a clit. You see, we are the freaks, and God's circus here for the enjoyment and entertainment of others, and shun when the freaks are out of line. Forced to play stereotypical roles of sassy assistants and fashionistas that crave a man's touch so much. You kill us. Black queer sexuality is fighting, is dying because you are uncomfortable on the home or corrupted, trans lives, debris, the pussy comes for pleasure, gay individuals attacked and forced into suicide for existence, lesbians seen as less than in the air in their lungs because girls don't kiss girls in this household and behind other intersections forced to choose between the two because you can't like everybody who says more than sex is life. It's us. It's not you seeing us, it's your God seeing us, because when he sees us, the gates and glory and light will open, anointing, saving, healing, black queer sexuality is fine to be seen on your TV screens where it doesn't make your children uncomfortable for indifference, and you see sex, black men having sex and enjoyment is what I enjoy, is what I deserve to see on my TV screens, unafraid of being spat at and attacked and see us, our black queer brothers, sisters, and them deserve to see their people having sex, because it's more than sex is life, but you made it about sex. Because when your car having sex with us, you're so quick to kill us. And that's that piece. That was an amazing piece, and it ties in so well with the conversation that we've been having today. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you for having me. 
Can I ask you what um what was the inspiration behind the piece for it? Yes. Um I was watching Post Season Two was out. I was watching Post Season Two and I was just like, Damn, we'd be going through it. Um, my my language bar. I was like, We'd really be going through it and like so many people just don't care. Like they just don't it just flies over the head. You know, a lot of times just people if it doesn't have nothing to do with them, it doesn't matter. And queer queer culture but especially black queer culture has always been very beside itself when removed from mainstream and then people kinda of just come over here and take what they want and then go back over there and say they did it. Um and it's important for people to understand like our history in it and that we are dying, like we we don't like you guys are not seeing us and we we can't do no more than what we're already doing. So it's about time that you guys try to see us and help us and acknowledge us. Like if you're black and black and not seeing us or you're just white or a person of color that's not seeing us as well, like we need you to see us and we're not gonna stop being loud and here just because you don't see us. Because that's the only way we have ever been noticed and seen and we need to continue being that way so that we can continue to get what we deserve. I like how you mentioned um the gays and suicide. I don't think we covered that either. But that was very important as well. Especially it's also controversial, a very picky subject to mention that. What made you throw that in there as well? Um so many especially now, I always say I'm very lucky. Um that I wasn't as bullied as a lot of our brothers and sisters and them are. Like, especially now, I think it's so much worse in so many more cases, especially with social media, where so many queer children are killing themselves because they just don't know who they are yet, and they're still finding themselves. And when they go to school, it's like, if you're different, kids are going to just tear into you. And at least for me, you know, whatever happened in school is whatever, but at least I could go home and, Breathe like I, I was seeing nobody on social media like that. Like Facebook was really starting. You had MySpace, but I was not really on any of that stuff. But now, you know, kids go to school, they get bullied, they go home and get bullied on Facebook and social media. If their families don't like their own ways, then they're getting bullied by that. So that's already three ways. You know, children can only take so much before they pop. Um, and if nobody's listening or nobody's helping you, you're gonna pop and. Usually, a lot of times, suicide is the way that that popping looks like. So, um, to all of you, the poet, uh, our guests, our features, um, I understand, Don, in your um, poem, the way you were describing how sometimes, you know, husbands get bored in their marriage and they go out looking for something else. And, you know, sometimes so do women. So with our younger generation, do you all feel like maybe it's a fad to be gay, to go through this experimenting stage, so to speak, to say that you did it? I think for... I think the double standard has always been it's okay for women women to experience experiment, but it's never been okay for men to, because if men experiment, they're just automatically seen as gay, and they just have to 
stick in that box, even though sexuality is fluid. Um, and you should be able to see what you like because you never know. Um, I think, at least for me and growing up, a lot more girls and women were more okay with trying that sexual fluidity. I mean, if they didn't like it, they could always just, you know, go back to just like guys. Um, but for men, it has always been, like, taboo, unless you were in the community or, like, DL, um, which is down low. Then you try to stay as far away from that as possible because you didn't want the, oh, he's automatically getting on top of your head. Even if you were curious, like, you just can't. Um and I think now in modern day, I think more men are slowly becoming okay with trying it because the mainstream like media and like society slowly snail steps making queer identity and sexual fluidity more acceptable. Um, well, Don, thank you so much for calling in and so much for sharing that piece with us. We greatly appreciate it and look forward to thank hearing you. from you soon. Thank you. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Don, can you tell us how we can follow you and what you have coming up next? Yes. Um, if you guys like what you hear, I always love following people back. You can follow me on Instagram at life of, it's a period. Don, not the word period. Some people begin confused. Just the period. <laughs> the life of period Don. Um, right. And some projects I have coming up. I have a book coming out in August. It's called Girl Get Up. It's going to be an anthology of a lot of my spoken word pieces just to let a lot of people know what queer identity looks like. And some other forms of just poems that have really helped me get through it as well. And that's usually what I have right now, you know. I'm the type of person that knows how to pull something out their hat real quick and put something together. So if you're really interested in what I do, just follow, and I'll be sure to make sure you have something to come and look at. Look at. Well, Don, again, we want to thank you so much. We definitely will be having the book on once it comes out as our product of the week because here at the Kiwi Mo, we support everyone, and you have been such a great supportive role for us this week. We really appreciate it, again, for you coming in and giving us that poetic truth. So we hope you stick around for the rest of the show, and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, so I have another treat. So I know I'm full of surprises and questions. (laughs) I'm full of everything today. But we have a special, special poet coming on to the mic right now. Um, we've got Work with Dean. He is going to be our featured poet on our August night show. I am so happy that he called in to say that he would come and spit another poem for him. I'm going to end up running out of favors with him. <laughs> um, shout out to YT. I'm sorry, Word by Dean. Shout out to YT for the plug. Shout out to Tribe. Hello, Dean. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Doing good. So what tea flavor are you drinking on this week? Um, so this week I bought some Egyptian licorice, which I'm really excited about. I love that tea. It's delicious. Did you say Egyptian licorice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> I got you. We're going to talk about that one. Uh, on your show because that is an interesting flavor. 
Um, it was really good, so yeah. What What do you have for us today? Um, so when YT told me about this, I was really hope, really excited about it because um, I have lots of family members who are part of that, the LGBTQ plus community, um, and friends and um, and loved ones. And I'm a big advocate for it. Um, at my job, we're we're big advocates for. It. We actually host, um, we have like a competition we do for our students, which is the same sex competition. So all the staff members dance with each other in same sex couples to show representation for the gay community. Um, so it's really important to me to be a part of this. Um, in any kind of facet. So Hello? whenever you're ready, mic is yours. Oh, okay, sorry. Got it. Cool. I was like, she's still there. All right, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <clears throat> so this one right here, this one is for you, all of you. You the ones with one too many threads of colorful woven all through your rib cage, busted and bruised. Understand. You with the crystal balls for eyeballs, you always stargazing, cloud chasing, ever enamored with sunsets and exotic free creatures, mythical beasts and wonder. I know, I know you've been searching for a muse, for a bit of inspiration, for a brighter day, a daydream and a bleak black night. Understand. For an ever expanding canvas, for a more colorful tomorrow, a brighter pen. And you, I'm here for you. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if we could have a day where our gay friends were no longer need to be called by their straight friends, gay friends, just called their friends? Like, can't we just imply that ally means we don't believe in antagonizing or being enemies or being rivals of a fear kind of person? Don't be a phobic person. Don't have a phobia. You say you're not afraid of anything. So that's your courage. So that you have bravery. But homophobia is a shifty little imp, plotting terror and turmoil in the corner of a bully's wet dream. It is a closet made from the tree that often bears strange fruit. It is fear of loving and being loved in return. It is the unfair yet ironic arranged polyamorous coupling of color, career, creed, and choice of companion. Isn't that something? As if those concepts are not mutually exclusive. It is one too many gay jokes. As if one wasn't enough. It is calling little boys too soft and calling little girls too tough, but then telling boys to be men and telling women that they aren't strong enough. This is homophobia. All the cruel jokes, beatings, tricks, punches, and kicks for kicks. Do you understand homophobia is God saying God won't love anybody if they don't love what he said to love? It's people saying that God said that they won't love people unless people love who they were told to love. It's people not remembering that God is a day in the first place. People always putting God to assimilated race or person or kind of gender. Isn't that strange? Rumi once said that wounds are the places where light shines through you. And I believe that. Do you? I believe that love, love is a heavy, heavenly light. I believe that love can be both heavy and light. I believe that heaven, heaven is filled with a heavenly kind of light. Love of God can outshine the twilight of the sun's dawn. At the fall of dusk, it shines out the great, great, shines, it shines, uh, shines out the great moonlight. I believe that love is flexible, like light. Like it can always shine through you. I believe that rainbows make great stitching and that love can mend any wound. They can't beat anything out of you. There's a ribbon. There's a ribbon in the sky, and if you pray hard enough, she or he or they will weave their way in and out of the spaces of your ribcage. I believe that love, love is love. And it doesn't matter what the haters say. We just pray that love takes their pain away. I believe in God and love and light and in rainbows too. And I pray that the ribbon in the sky will heal any and all of your wounds. And in case you weren't aware, in case it crossed your brain and then left and dissipated in the air, don't forget that God is a they too. Thank you.
stop it at all just come here at one time? You know what? Um, no, it wasn't hard to write. So one half of the poem I actually wrote as a commission poem from a four friend. Um, he donated to my family, so I wrote him a poem because um, I was writing love poetry. Um, so I was like, I'll write a love poem to you. And so that, that was the, the, the whole rainbow, the big rainbow chunk of it. Um, and then the other part of the piece I wrote when I was so frustrated. And I, um, it wasn't hard for me to put the paper to the pen because I wasn't just writing for them. I was writing for myself as well. Um, I was writing for, for me believing in free love, for me believing people, people being happy and, and my own frustration. Like I might not be a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but I'm a love poet and I believe in love and I, and I, and I have a, a great um, amount of respect for love and admiration for love and people who, who find love. And so that it, when I wrote the piece, like literally like every time I wrote a word, another word came, another word came, another word came, another word came, another word came. And um, I'm a very religious person, and I believe that anything that I have comes from God. It's all given to me through God. Um, and so it gave me even more affirmation because, you know, there's all, this, there's all the text about what's not right and what's right and what's not right and what's right. And a gay is wrong, but this is okay. And gay is wrong, but this is okay. But... As far as I'm concerned, if God's pushing me to write and pushing my pen to move, then I need to keep writing. I need to keep writing. I need to keep writing. I didn't have one stumble, one roadblock. I just kept writing, and it was beautiful. You have left a speechless. Like, <laughs> I, I keep wondering if I'm still on the line or not. I'm like, what's happening? Every word, every affirmation, every hashtag. Every poetic line is just—I don't even want to say poetic. Your poetry is not even poetic; it is something else. I can't even explain what it is. Now I have to change the title for your episode because <laughs> I had poetry deemed necessary, but that doesn't even do you justice. <laughs> Dean, thank you so much for coming on today. I don't know about the rest of our sippers, but I can't wait till August night. I'm trying to figure out how I forward to August night so I get to your show so we can dive more into you as a person and as a poet, as an entrepreneur, as a philosopher, because that's exactly what you are. Uh, so I so much for supporting the Tea with Mo. You come each week with something out of this world. It's like it's I don't even I can't even explain it. So I thank, thank you. you so much for giving and giving us that. Um, Listen, uh, we, thank you for having me be a part of it because um, it just means a lot to be included in it, and I think that's that's the best thing that we're talking about, right, is inclusion. So having me be included was such a great thing, especially like such a last-minute kind of thing. Um, but also, in case you guys didn't know, you weren't aware, um, the same poet who was just on here, Don, shout-out to Don. Don is a man. Don was doing um, – Don, Freddie, and Mike, um, who are two poets from Philly, they are. Um, they did a, a 24-hour Instagram Live open mic to raise money for children for um, a school drive, and Don, Freddie, and Mike. That, well, I'm gonna shout them out again. Shout out to Don, Freddie, and Mike for raising <laughs> as much money as they raised for raising. I want to say three thousand dollars. I might be wrong, but shout out to them because they're amazing. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. so right. And, yes, definitely shout out to our He was our spotlight poet, and he came through with such great knowledge. So thank you to both you and Don. Um, Dean, tell our sippers where they can follow you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me um, on Instagram at wordplaybydeem. So that's W-O-R-D-P-L-A-Y-B-Y-D-E-E-M, like redemption. Well, you you guys heard it, and he's going to be our feature on August night. I know our sippers are going to be so excited. Um, this chat room is lighting up right now with so many words of, of praise. So, Dean, thank you again. We hope you stick around for the rest of the show. Thank you again for that knowledge, and we will see you probably next week, hopefully. So, probably next week. <laughs> All right. Guys, we are at 528. So we are going to go into our last music break, and then we are going to come back. We're going to pay some bills and wrap some things up. So, um, again, callers and zippers, we thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be right back. I know you usually don't hear me talk like this, but I got a little game that I want to play. Are you ready? When I think about you, I think about
back, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to the Tea with Mo. Again, I am your host, Miss Mo, of course. And I've got my co-host, Miss Sunny, on the line. And we've got AJ and Isaiah with us, social influencers. This has been an amazing conversation on our topic of what it's like to be black and pride in today's community. So, closing out, what does that mean to you both? Because I picked that title after we had about, what, a two-hour conversation about what it means to be black and gay in today's community. So what does that title mean to each of you? Um, I think that would have to be two, two different powerful entities in itself. Not only do you have to be proud of being black, but now you have to be proud of being black and gay. And that's a, that's a powerful emotion in itself, to walk around with your head held out in today's society as a gay black man that you are, that just, that speaks volume. Not, I mean, I can't speak for everybody else, but to me that definitely speaks powerful entity on another level, just like for me to use my voice as the person I am today to reach out to others if I can. Sometimes I tell people, you know, I want to make my home like a loving and comfortable space for other people who, you know, can't feel that, but yeah, it, it's a powerful entity in itself for me. Okay. Um, for me, it means just really loving myself, really feeling great about the skin I'm in, um, taking pride in the way I walk, the way I see things, the way I talk, just loving myself in, in general and just really being proud of who I am and not letting what everybody else feel about it affect me, just really loving myself. Well, I think that that says it all, those, that, those comments. I want to personally thank both of you for coming. Um, y'all know I love you very much. <laughs> um, Anthony makes – I'm sorry, I keep saying Anthony. I'm supposed to be saying AJ. I apologize. Okay, okay. You make some amazing cornbread. I hope before you leave the studio you will grace my oven with some cornbread, please. We would appreciate that. And no, Sonny, you can't have any, and I'm not mailing it. It would be all for me. So, and I know I'm not giving the kids or anybody else in this house any. This would be my special cornbread, which he was no cornbread. Um, so I definitely, Sonny and I, what'd you say? That's selfish. That's selfish. You, I mean, with this cornbread, I'm going to be selfish, okay? <laughs> this cornbread be tastes better than cake. I just want to say that. She made that comment when she first said it. This is better than cake. So I definitely want to thank both of you. I think Sunny and I both are so proud of both of you. We want to thank you for coming on to our platform and discussing this because this is not an easy conversation. It's not an easy conversation. It's not easy putting yourself out in that sense. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> I just want to really say thank you so much for educating us, and I hope, Sippers, that you take away from this conversation, even if you don't personally agree in your life, but you're able to say that, you know what, I saw a different view. I saw a different side. Um, it's important for us to support our LGBT and Q community. Did I say that correctly? No. Say it again. I, yeah, you know, I, I said it correctly. 
we it's even going from that conversation and making sure that we are identifying correctly. We are applying the correct pronouns and nouns and all those things that go with it. So I do, again, we thank you so much, and we are so proud of you guys. Please tell us how we can follow you and if you have any shout-outs before we guys let you out of the studio to go make my cornbread. <laughs> no, I'm how can we follow you? Oh, how can you follow Oh, you can definitely follow me on Facebook. Uh, my name is AJ Green, A-J-A-Y-Y, and then it's Green. And then you can also follow me out on Instagram. I could have seen it on A-J-A-Y-Y dot underscore. Also, definitely follow, shout out to and follow yours truly. It's Y-U-R-Z Poetry on Instagram. And then at the T with Mo. Definitely follow both of them for having us on today's show. Thanks. Um, I want to give a shout out to Jesus. <laughs> you know, he is really he is really good. Um, I definitely want to give a shout out to Mo. Thank you for having us here. I was very, very, very happy to be here. Um, of course, AJ. Um my other friends, Sonny, thank you so much for having us as well. You've been a joy. Um, I want to shout out to my uh, parent, Atlantis. Thank you so much. Um, just everybody. Thank you for all the listeners. Shout out to our in-studio guest. She didn't say much, but best friend over here. They're not shouting her out, but shout out to <laughs> shout out, shout out to, to the uh, PR team over here, Sierra. We want to say shout out to her um, for coming for allowing them to come into the studio. <laughs> um, so what we didn't ask you guys before we let you go is, and my apologies, what tea are y'all drinking this week? I know y'all picked blackberry, but what tea are you drinking this week? Lipton tea, always. Lipton tea, definitely. Just straight Lipton tea. Okay. You know, I'm classic with our little green tea, religion tea. Um, keep it real simple. Well, fellas, thank you so much again for coming in with the tea with Mo. We appreciate it. We will see y'all soon. He's gonna go ahead. Uh, AJ's gonna go ahead and get in this kitchen, and uh, and make that no, that is not gender role. No, we do not support gender roles here at the Tea with Mo. Kind of do, kind of don't. That's okay. He's gonna go in there and make that cornbread. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and go into our last song of the evening, and we'll be right back. My 
fuck around and go crazy on cuz Might fuck around, have to pay me in blood This ain't the way that you want Might catch a case in this bitch Don't let me catch you face to face in this bitch Trying my hardest not to disrespect you After what you did, man, what you expected You motherfucker, um You motherfucking right You motherfucking right on bitter You motherfucking right on trigger You motherfucking right eye Tryna let the time fly Tryna let the time go by Tryna let the time heal all Tryna let the time kill all All of our memories All of you ran to me All that history All that history I'll calm down eventually Fall back eventually Please call me back eventually Fall back into me, yeah Maybe I'm overreacting Maybe I don't know what you know it's hard for me to control that shit, man Cause when I get mad, I get big mad Should've never did that, get back About to feel the rest of the minutes in my back And my feelings, I'm a bad little bitch, you know I'm triggered when I see your face Triggered when I hear your name Triggered, I am not okay uh, You need to stay out my way Triggered when I see your face Triggered We are back Sunny, girl, this this was a show to come back on. Rona, Rona couldn't beat you on this show, girl. Rona had you down last week, but Rona couldn't beat you on this one. You would have been hurt if you missed this conversation. I would have been so hurt if I missed this conversation, especially with the two features that we had. They are amazing. Um, I couldn't have picked better features if I tried. Yeah, we, we we know you love when Dean spits. We know you love uh the, the, the accent. We know that. We definitely know that. Um I do, I again. love accents. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. We'll 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 play uh we'll play uh plenty of fish later. Um I this has just been an amazing episode. I could not have envisioned more when we were talking about this topic. You know, we wanted to be very sensitive about this conversation, but we wanted it to be real. This is not a conversation that is easy to have, and I'm thankful for you as my co-host for this platform that we've created. It has just flourished into beyond what we imagined when we were in fifth and fourth grade talking about playing talk show host. It is just an amazing blessing, and as I did, as Isaiah said, Jesus is the is the reason. Um, I'm I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful to you, thankful to our families, thankful to our poetic uh, family, and just everyone. So, this is I say this every week. I know I got to pick which one is my favorite part of the week. I don't know which segment it is, but definitely this week I'm super super excited um, for this this segment for us because it is just absolutely great what we're doing here at the Tea with Mo. So it's the product of the week. It's the product. Malfunction. That's okay. So Sunny, tell us who is our product of the week this week? This week's product of the week is Mood Seasons. Your number one brand for high-quality perfume oils with outstanding projection to express your inner and outer intricacies through the least understood of all human senses, smell. 
Review and feedback are the backbone to their everyday endeavor. Our shippers get 15% off when they use the code, the tea with Mo, valid till the end of August. And right now they have a summer sale that won't last much longer. So head over there to their website or on Facebook and tell them the tea with Mo sent you. You can find them on Facebook at Mood Seasons and on Instagram at Perfumes by MS. And their website is MoodSeasons.com. Yo, I'm excited because this is our first discount code with the Tea with Mo. So definitely big shout out to Mood Senses for allowing our supers to go ahead and get that code. Y'all have to try this. I don't know about you guys. I'm not a big uh, major perfume line. They have some great senses for the summer that are not too heavy, that are not too light. They've got some body oils that you can go over there and catch. So make sure you guys go before the end of August. They are giving us two months of a discount code. I love a discount. Definitely love a discount. So you guys, please, please go over there. Flood them with all kinds of business. Again, you get 15% off to the end of August with the code, the tea with milk. Sunny, I don't know about you, but... I just want to go order a whole bunch of stuff for everybody so I can just use the discount code just because our first discount code, and I'm so excited that we have a discount code. Like, that is amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely with you, especially on perfume. As uh, Mimi can say, it smells good. So we love to smell good over here. Yes. You know, we, we don't want y'all walking around, sippers, uh, with – no deodorant and no perfume. Please use deodorant and perfume. Yeah. Use loose scented perfume. We we really we really want you guys to smell good. We don't want anybody walking around like, ooh, girl, your sipper last week. Mm-mm. They was not smelling right, and we definitely don't want y'all coming up in the studio like that. So guys, we are at five forty-five. I can't believe it goes so quick, Sunny. It just goes so quick, man. I'm just I'm super sad when the show ends. We have you know, to do our always fine moments. Right? It goes just like way so quick. I'm always I always am anxious at the top of the hour and then as soon as I hear the tea with Mo playing, our our intro playing, I'm just like, All right, cool. So sippers, we also want to remind you guys that we have great news coming up. I finally can say it. August second we are going to have a major announcement. We are so excited. We have some news for you guys. You can't wait. So please go ahead and follow the Tea with Mo on all social media platforms. That is Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we don't have a plenty of fish, but maybe we'll make funny one. I'm not sure. We might do that one later. Still no. But That's you guys, okay. please follow. Like <laughs> you said you already got one? I said, I think we'll pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're going to sign her up for Christian Mingle. It'll be sunny oh, with the tea with Mo. Maybe oh, do no, Ebony. No, no, we're going to pass on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, again, please um, also follow us on Block Talk Radio. Go ahead and create a profile and follow the tea with Mo. Hit that follow button. That's how you're going to know when we are going live. 
Um, again, we want to shout out Blog Talk for having us on their platform. We want to thank them so much for featuring us as one of their feature shows for the whole week, which is absolutely amazing. Um, we want to thank you to all of our sippers out there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We could not do this without you. Um, shout out to everyone who has contacted us about being a feature on the show. I promise you we will get to every single person that has reached out to us and contacted us. It has been an amazing response, almost over 500 people requesting to be features on our platform. That is absolutely such a blessing and amazing. We are super excited. Next week, guys, we are going to talk alternative wellness. We have Stacy from Royalty Consulting LLC next week. We are going to talk all things mental wellness. Do you need a check? And what do you do when you need a self-check? So we are going to be super excited to talk to her next week and have her come on and life coach us all because we all need some coaching in life, especially when it comes to a self-check. Sunny, what is our final tip this week? We have so many hashtags. Like, I... I just, I'll tell you what my favorite was. My favorite was, I'm going to go ahead, and AJ's in here still cooking our, our cornbread. So tell us what our final tip is this week. <laughs> the, oh, okay. I was like, can you ask me? Y'all, y'all forgive him. He's Definitely. The heat, the heat in the cornbread is different. It's hot in here. It's, it's, it's really hot. The pressure is on. The pressure is on. Definitely rainbow is this rainbow is the stitching. Definitely. That was that was definitely a, a beautiful piece right there. I felt that I don't like I said, I don't know about y'all, but I heard that and I was like, Wow, rainbow is the stitching. Well, y'all heard it. That is our final stitch. And just like always, guys, remember that when the tea gets too hot, what just let it cool down. Again, <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. When the tea gets too hot, guys, don't get mad. Just let it cool down. So, Sunny, any final shout-outs, any final things before we go ahead and get out of here? Um, I want to say thank you again to our features. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. You guys are brave. You do shine, and you guys are awesome. You rock. Thank you to um, both our poets that were that also called in today, enjoyed both of your pieces, and you both shed light on a huge, huge topic that is not addressed nearly enough. I would like to give a shout-out to my sister, Shello Edwards, who is a lesbian, and she does live in Perth, Australia, with her partner, Bev, and I love them to pieces, the sweetest souls you ever want to meet. And thank you guys for listening to all of our sippers. We appreciate you. We value you. Please continue to listen, like, subscribe, follow, and we will continue to put out good content. And with that being said, that's the tea with mouth. We'll see y'all next week. now tuned in to
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.